Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding after abuse. So I thank you for taking the time to listen and thank you for your patience as I took a month off and focused on some other projects that I had. This is a reminder that this podcast is not intended to take the place of trauma-informed or abuse-informed therapy. And if you need a counselor that fits that description, please let me know and I will send you a referral list. Not all licensed counselors are trauma-informed or abuse-informed and not all biblical, biblical counselors are. So be very, very careful in who you choose to walk with you. There is a lot of damage that has been done by people who are not trained or qualified in these areas. I myself have experienced the devastation of that, and I'm very passionate about helping other women find safe resources. So since the time that I last recorded, a lot has happened in my life. And so I just want to do a little bit of a review of the last month and all the things that have been going on. And then talk to you a little bit about the concept of staying in our lane and knowing what it is that God has called us to and just being very focused in that lane. So at the end of March, we hosted, I hosted the Safer Spaces Summit. And if you um, are new to this podcast or new to my group, um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about that because that's going to be a resource that's available uh, hopefully forever. So we came together on one weekend and recorded nine hours of content, and we're hoping to um, get two more hours yet. Um, Two of our guests had family emergencies and were not able to attend, and so I'm hoping to get their content added to the vault. And during that weekend together, we um, heard survivor stories, we heard the statistics and the realities of abuse within faith communities, and then we addressed how do we address this reality. So we heard from Rebecca Davis and Clara Hinton and Joy Forrest and Cindy Burrell and Sarah McDougall and Dale and Faith Ingram. And I always, always, always end up like forgetting who I said. And there were, there were like 10 or 11 of us. So, um, and I just forgot several. So I'm, I apologize, but you can simply go to Um, heatherelizabeth.org and click on the summit tab at the top of the page and all of that information every single person who spoke will pop up you can go to their websites and just get familiar with them all of them have also been on my podcast so you can even listen to the interviews that I've done with them just to get familiar with their stories and what they have to offer and um, yeah it it was an incredible weekend This was created specifically with helpers in mind. A survivor would benefit from it, but you want to take it slowly. So if you are a survivor who is new in your healing journey and you purchase the Safer Spaces Summit, just watch one session at a time and do a lot of journaling and a lot of processing and probably go ahead and set up time with your counselor so that you can deal with any triggers or anything that came up. Um, Sarah McDougall kicked us off with explaining the 13 patterns and systems of abuse. And that can be really hard to hear the first time because a lot of light bulbs are going on and you're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that that was considered abuse. I had no idea that was abuse. And before you know it, you're checking off, checking off, checking off all these things that you endured for years without realizing that they were actually behaviors that were abusive. 
So please um, check out that tab. And if you know of pastors who are willing to learn, if you know of counselors and therapists who would like to get more DV and um, trauma training, this is a great resource for them. Also, since the time that we met, um, I was a participant in the Call to Peace retreat. We met last weekend in Black Mountain, North Carolina, and I was honored to be one of the breakout speakers discussing the whole concept of rebuilding the body, the mind, the spirit after abuse. And as you can guess, in a crowd of 300 women who are survivors, there were a lot of women there who are very, very sick in their bodies. And for some, the light is just turning on the connection between trauma, abuse, and chronic health. And so if you're not yet aware of that connection, um, a great place to start is The Body Keeps the Score. And just understand that trauma actually equals brain injury. It injures the brain. And the brain then needs to be treated and retrain to heal just like any other organ in the body. So if you were raised in a church or a faith community that made it sinful to pursue counseling or mental health resources, I am here to speak peace to your troubled mind. I am here to say to you, if you had a heart condition and you pursued a cardiologist, that is acceptable. When you have a brain injury, trauma and abuse will cause injury to the brain. Your brain needs to be treated by and taken care of by a professional who knows what they're doing and understands the brain. And it is not something you can simply pray away or read Bible verses away. That is not how this works. So please, please, please hear me when I say that it is okay, it is acceptable, it is imperative that you pursue the people who know and understand how the brain works and they can begin to help heal your brain, help you to face triggers and face flashbacks and memories and learn tools for coping with and calming and grounding and just helping yourself to settle when you are in those very heightened Um, traumatic experiences. Triggers can come out of anywhere and everyone has different triggers. What triggers me may not trigger you and vice versa. Something that may equal safety and peace and calm to me may set you off in a direction that is full of panic. We are all different and we all have different memories. We all have different ways um, that we have handled things and it is not shameful nor sinful to pursue help to train and heal your brain. So please be set free of that condemnation if you grew up in that type of a setting. And God wants you to be safe and well. He loves you. He loves you. And he wants you to be well in your body, in your mind, and in your spirit. So um, yeah, I met some of you for the first time at the Call to Peace retreat. Um, Some of you I've had online um, community with over the last several um, months or the last year, and we got to meet face-to-face finally, which was wonderful. I was actually not feeling well physically. Um, I had almost two weeks of constant headaches and just dealing with some type of a detox is what I'm guessing. I'm doing a lot of... Uh, massage and body work and IV um, therapy with vitamins and different things. And I think I was just doing a lot of new things 
all at the same time. And my body was like, whoa, whoa. And so I had a pretty severe, what I am guessing to be detox reaction just prior, like a week before the retreat. And my body is still um, recovering, recovering from these big events, recovering from the whatever detox that I had. So I didn't feel like I was able to just fully be myself at the retreat. I would typically just be bop up to anybody and just say, hey, I think your face looks familiar. Do we know each other? But I really only had the energy to get to um, sessions. And sometimes I was actually out in the hallway laying on a bench because my back was bothering me. So I feel like I wasn't my, my fully myself but it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, a lot to um, process. So just give yourself grace and time to work through. And if you do have the videos for all the breakouts later, just watch one or two at a time. Don't try to cram or binge. This type of um, training and awareness is something you want to take in bite-sized pieces and not binge because there's a lot. There's a lot to process. And you want to really uh, work through the thing that you are, you know, whatever the session focus is, you want to really be able to work through that and not just bop from one thing to the other and not fully contain. So some awesome opportunities that are coming up in September, if you live anywhere near Virginia, September 9 through 11, we are going to have the second annual Held and Healed Retreat. You can access all these tabs if you just go to heatherelizabeth.org, click on the retreat tab and all the information. There's more information coming. But part of my trip home on Monday from the Called to Peace Retreat was um, Marco Poloing back and forth with one of my dear friends who was at the retreat. And just processing, like, what do I want this retreat to look like? What do I want these women to walk away with? So our Held and Healed retreat will be here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. And we will be graced with amazing ladies who are coming to speak to us. So Rebecca Davis will be here to continue helping us to unpack the realities of spiritual abuse. Joy Brown uh, Forrest will be here to talk to us about unpacking the uh, realities of domestic violence and marital abuse. Clara Hinton will be here, um, which is going to be awesome uh, to get to meet her finally face-to-face. Love that lady so much. Um, And I believe we're going to speak about um, childhood trauma um, because that's a topic that she, she knows well. And... All right. Oh, Faith. Faith Ingram will be here to speak about um, just unpacking the trauma of sexual abuse in your childhood and your adulthood. But what each lady will then do is add to her session along with her story. I want each lady to share three, four, five or more things that helped her on her healing journey because we are all different. We are all unique. And what works for one person may not work for another person. And some of us need a combination of talk therapy, EMDR. Um, Something I have recently been introduced to is cranial sacral therapy for part of my massage. And it's very, very beneficial for any type of head trauma, TBIs, and trauma in general. If you have a lot of headaches or store a lot of tension in your head and in your neck, 
This cranial sacral massage is phenomenal. And I am very blessed that my massage therapist is trained in so many different types of massage. She is such a resource. So again, if you're local to me and you want <laughs> you want a um, referral for the best massage therapist around, let me know and I will send you her information. So some people, it's scripture and prayer. Some people, it would be um, listening to um, calming music. There's actually brain spotting music that can be playing in the background that is helping with bilateral stimulation of your brain. Some need um, to go away to a specialized treatment center. And there are. There are treatment centers for eating disorders, for postpartum depression, for addiction issues. There are so many different things out there. And what works for one person may not work for another and vice versa. So we want to present you with tons and tons of healing options. And then you can begin to decide what works for you. Even for me on my physical healing journey, I have had the honor to experience stem cell therapy, to experience acupuncture, to experience now the IV um, vitamin therapy. All different things that have each played a part in my healing journey. And so it's like this puzzle and I just keep picking up a piece and putting it into the proper place in my life puzzle and we want to present these options for women so that they know the other thing is is what helps one person may be really hard for another person so let's take for example worship music um some of us have been deeply wounded deeply wounded by worship quote-unquote ministries at our churches a lot of churches are performance driven a lot of churches allow and enable abusers to be on stage in these positions of power, knowing that their home lives are not pure and holy. And they're more concerned about just putting people on a stage than they are um, what's happening in their homes. And so for some women standing in a service with worship music, it's extremely triggering. So when I host my retreat, I say to the women, this is for those who are blessed by the worship, but if this is triggering for you, or even if a specific song is triggering, you are welcome to walk outside, take some deep breaths, enjoy the fresh air, enjoy the beauty and the scenery around you. But we understand that what helps one person may be very, very hard for another person. So we want to be respectful of that. Another thing that I have coming up in the very near future on April the 23rd, we are launching our second boundaries group coaching. So if you are a woman who knows that you need to set some boundaries and learn how to just set them and not um, just set them, but hold them, this is a great place. And we are going to do a six week rotation. So for six weeks, we're going to talk about boundaries. And then after that group is done, then we're going to repeat and do six weeks of the 12 truths to renew your mind as you rebuild after an abusive marriage. So Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, those are going to be on a constant rotation. And again, you could just go to heatherelizabeth.org, click on the group coaching tab, whatever the most current group coaching offering is will pop up and you can get um, registered to join us. And if you can't be present with us um, in in real time, 
There will be videos that you can watch later at your convenience and there will be live. We're gonna alternate between Zoom and Facebook Lives. So the Zooms will not be recorded for privacy and confidentiality reasons, but you can catch up on the videos and you can catch up on the lives. So even if Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern is not a good time for you, you can still get a lot from this group. So don't let that deter you. And coming in May, or maybe I'll wait and launch June 1st. I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to launch this. But I am going to offer something called the Held and Healed Haven. So as our Held and Healed group has grown and grown and grown, I want to create a more intimate place where we can gather and it will have a very low monthly subscription fee. And in this place, we will offer group coaching. I will have guest speakers coming in. I will offer some of the videos from the boundaries and the 12 truths so that you can just glean from those resources. We're going to be talking about mental health and have mental health experts come in. It's going to be an incredible community. So stay tuned and watch for those opportunities in the near future, the safe, sorry, the held and healed haven. And um, I want to keep that super affordable because you need, um, as you're rebuilding your lives, a lot of you need affordable options. It will be an opportunity to build community, have accountability, set goals for your healthy habits, set goals for boundaries, and then also to just constantly be learning in that group setting. Really, I'm really excited about that. So you can go to heatherelizabeth.org, click on those tabs and catch up on all of those details. So for the remainder of our time today, I would like to talk about this idea of knowing and staying in your lane. So I have a couple questions for you. And depending on where you are in your healing journey, this may or may not be um, an easy exercise. So just give yourself grace. If you're not in a place right now where you feel like you can dream, if you're not in a place where you feel like you can think about the future, if right now keeping your head above water and keeping your kids' heads above water is the best you can do, that is more than enough. And so don't feel any pressure. But this is just for those of us who are moving in the direction of, okay, the divorce is behind me. Um, That horrible crisis and trauma with a a faith community is behind me. I'm a couple, you know, a couple months out, I'm a couple years out and I'm looking at what is next for me and who does God have for me to bless and who does God have um, for me to just be a light to. As we come out of the fire, we want to continue to take buckets back in and help to put out and extinguish the flames for the women who are still there. As the light bulb turns on for us, we want to then run through the house and turn the light bulbs on for every other woman who is still living in the darkness of abuse and depression and anxiety. So something that has just really, really been solidified for me in the last month is knowing my lane and choosing to stay in my lane and not get distracted by things that are not in my lane. So I have a very clear direction and purpose for what I believe God has called me to. And if you look at the name of the group, it's right there. Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. Right there. When I felt that name come to me, it was just like, there's my assignment. 
there's my assignment. So for anyone who does not know why the group is called Held and Healed, this is why. For me, in my journey, I have always felt held by God. I have always felt uh, his presence. I've been aware that he was with me. And I had this strong sense that even though I was being abused by people, a lot of times in his name and with his word as a weapon, I knew that he was not okay with that. That's my story. That may not be your story. You may not have had that assurance. You may have felt completely forsaken by God. And I ache for you and I grieve for you. And I do not say you have to share my sentiments and that your my story is your story. But for me, I've always felt held. So held is where I have been and healed is where I am going. And everything that's happening in between is this journey. So when I meet Jesus face to face is when I will be healed. I will never be completely healed on this earth because this earth is a broken and dark place. There is sin, there is evil, there is sickness. There are things that are completely out of our control that are happening that affect our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. So what we can do is in this middle place where we are living our lives right now is we can be mindful to control the toxins that we're able to control. So whether that is foods that we're putting in our bodies or products that we're putting on our skin or relationships that we are a part of, we can control those things to some degree. But honestly, when we walk outside of our home, we can't really control what's in the air, what's being sprayed and, you know, in the in the sky or what's being sprayed on the farms around us. We can't control all that. So we we do what we can with what we can with what we can control. But then there's this like we just have to deal. And if we choose to go outside, we're going to breathe air that's probably not the healthiest for us. And so I am in the lane of helping women rebuild their lives after abuse. When you step into advocacy, there are so many different pieces of the puzzle and everyone has a different role to play. So for instance, some are called to help with the legal aspect. God bless them. That is such a need and we need reform and the system needs to be changed from the inside out. And so I am grateful for lawyers and paralegals and GALs and social workers who are on the side of good, who are educated about trauma, educated about abuse, and really, really are there to fight for the survivors. Love them and will resource and send people to them all day long. There are people who help rebuild with the area of finances. I am not a numbers girl. That is not my thing. I break out in a cold sweat every time I have to start preparing my taxes. That is not my gifting. That is not my lane. But I have a dear friend who loves helping women talk about finances, especially when they're unpacking trauma and they don't even know how to put one foot in front of the other, just making a simple decision and then making another decision. So if you would like her name, please reach out to me and I will send you her information. There are people who work in law enforcement, people who work in um, task forces to keep us safe and protect us. There are people who help to make safety plans to get women out of unsafe situations. I respect and I honor and I appreciate every single person who is out there working on physical safety for women and children. 
thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. And I will continue to send people your direction because that is your lane. You are doing a great job at it, especially the ones that understand trauma and abuse and the dynamics and just trusting that the victim knows her situation. The victim knows what is safe and what is not safe. And not saying you should just do dot, 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 but trusting her to trust herself. Um, Thank you. Thank you to those who work in legal and safety and financial and all the areas that I am not in the least bit equipped. My lane is helping you after you're out and you're in a place of safety, helping you then to find the resources to help rebuild your life. Connecting you with a trauma-informed therapist, an abuse-informed therapist. Helping you to explore different ways of grounding, self-calming. Giving you um, resources for better nutrition and teaching you about removing toxins and using more natural holistic products in your life. Helping you to create community with other sisters. I love, I love doing that. Whether it is something local or something online or hosting a retreat. I love seeing women come together with that common bond and walk away. Coming in as strangers and then walking away as lifelong friends. I love it. I love watching that happen. I love to um, just see the light bulb go on and see you begin to speak truth over yourself. Recognize the lies and speak the truth. I am getting more and more excited about our boundaries and our 12 truths and just walking women through very practical steps and hearing women say, I wrote these things down on paper and I speak them over myself um, and I'm really beginning to believe them. That is so powerful. So, so powerful. So I know what my lane is and I am happy to settle into my lane. I am happy to grow in my lane. I continue to read and listen to and absorb content from people who know what they're doing. And I don't think that I will ever stop learning. I am unlearning and relearning every single day and something that's coming in the near future stay tuned stay tuned and this came kind of from the safer spaces summit so during the session with dale and faith ingram we were talking about the need for some type of online in-person combination of the two church like situation for women who are not feeling safe right now in traditional churches. So a lot of us um, do not feel safe in those settings because they have re-traumatized us, re-victimized us, and they don't have a willingness to learn about how to help people who are coming out of trauma and abuse. And so in that session with the Ingrams, I just said something like, you know what, maybe we should work on something. And then as soon as the summit was over, we were already planning. So Dale and Faith Ingram and I are going to begin to create a series of Jesus and his relationship with real people, real people, oppressed people, people that were cast out. 
And I am excited because this is going to be something that will really help us to fall in love with and understand who Jesus is. And maybe you have been deeply wounded by churches and religious institutions, and maybe the Bible has been used as a weapon against you. And I want to help you feel safe reading God's word. I want to help you feel safe exploring who Jesus is. And this is just something that I am really, really looking forward to doing with them. And that is part of my lane because it's part of the rebuilding. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions and maybe you could just write these down and be thinking about them in the coming days. And I would love to hear from you. You can message me through our group or through Messenger or through um, my website. My email is info at heatherelizabeth.org. But here's a couple questions for you. What makes you come alive? Hmm, just as I said that, the birds started chirping outside. I love spring. Spring makes me come alive. What makes you feel alive? Now, maybe you are not feeling very alive right now. So go back. Go back to a time and a place, if you have it, where you did feel joy where you did feel a sense of anticipation, what what caused that for you? My next question is, what specific skills and giftings has God placed within your life? Everybody is different. Everyone is so unique. Do you love to cook for people? Do you love to bake? Do you love to create with your hands? So maybe you're a potter or a painter, or a sketch artist, or maybe you are a crafter in some other realm. What skill sets do you have that you enjoy, okay? This is something that you enjoy doing. Maybe you are a numbers person. Maybe you love, love, love helping people to budget and create um, a plan for being debt-free and financially secure. Do you love to write? Do you love to speak? Do you love to be with people? Is there a specific, you know, age that you really feel drawn to? Do you love children? Do you love middle schoolers? Do you love high school age? Do you have a heart for the elderly? So think about what is the thing that you just, the skill sets that you love and that you have that bring joy to you? And then what is the specific group of people that you enjoy, like you're energized when you're with them. And then I'm going to ask you one thing. This is going to stretch you a little bit. What is one thing that if money and time and other restraints were not there, what's one thing you've always wanted to do? So for me, I'm going to go back and think about this. What makes me come alive? Resourcing. I love to resource. I love to see a need and fill a need within minutes or hours of it being presented. Okay, give you an example. Someone posts on Facebook that they need a certain size clothing for their child. I love to go on Facebook, ask their permission, and then repost that need and see one of my friends step up and say, hey, I have it, here it is, and here's free clothes. And within a couple hours, that child has a new wardrobe. Love it. That just makes my heart happy. I love to 
to take care of practical needs. I don't love to cook, but I know that eating is a very practical need. So I use my gifting as a resource or as a network to get the need met. So for instance, um, our local law enforcement, the local sheriff's department, sheriff's office, they have worked the same shift of men and women has worked the last two Easter's and the last two Christmases. And they are scheduled to work this Christmas again, the same shift because of the rotation, because of every other, the same men and women are working the same holidays over and over and over again. And that is really hard because that means that they cannot be with their families on Christmas and Easter. And so I just rally my friends. I put a post on Facebook and I say, Hey, I am collecting money to take a meal to the local sheriff's office. If you want to help me, let me know. And usually within an hour or two, I have the money in Venmo or PayPal. And I have learned um, what they like. And I just go to Costco and I get what they like. And I take enough food. A lot of times it's enough for both shifts and for more than one day. Okay, so I don't like to cook, but I do like to feed people. So that is the way that I took my gifting, my lane of resourcing and networking, and I'm getting it done. I'm getting the job done, but I'm not cooking the food because I don't like to cook. And that doesn't make me a bad person. I just don't like to cook. All right, let me think of another example. Um, I love to honor young teen mamas. So those who have just beaten the odds and have given birth to their littles. And I just want to just bless their socks off and say, okay, for the first year of this baby's life, you're not going to have to buy diapers. And I rally the troops. So if it's someone that I know and I have a lot of mutual friends, I create a thread in Messenger and I invite all the women that I know who know this young lady. And I say, hey, if anybody wants to give, I'm going to put all the money in an envelope. And once a month, I'm going to go buy a case of diapers at Costco. I know Costco's getting a lot of shout outs today. And I'm going to deliver these diapers to this young mama every single month the size that she needs. So we've done that, I think, for three or four mamas in our community. And it is just such a blessing, tremendous blessing. So I love to connect needs to resources. And I could do that all day long. It doesn't even feel like work. And in the launching of the Honor Project movement, we're going to be able to do more and more of that. So I received, while I was away at the retreat, I received um, notification from the IRS that we are nonprofit we are 501c3 approved. And so now I am working on all the logistics of getting that up and running. So stay tuned. And there will be a tab on my website eventually for how you can donate to keep that ministry going. I have lots of dreams, lots and lots of dreams for connecting needs to resources. So who, what is your gift? Who do you feel called to, to really uh, work with? So for me, I just love people. I really do. I love people. I love young people. I love children. I just don't have a lot of energy to keep up with them, but I do love little ones and babies. I love um, high schoolers and college age and just really wanting to help be proactive and teach young people the things that I wish someone had taught me when I was their age and debunk a lot of myths and a lot of toxic religion and things that we you know, we just wish we had known when we were their age. 
But then obviously I do have this lane with women, especially women who are rebuilding after abuse. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty, pretty varied in my people. And then something that I've always dreamed of, um, two things come to mind. I've always dreamed of recording music. I don't know if that will happen or not, but I would like to record just something very simple to leave for my children and any future grandchildren. Um, because I, yeah, I just think that music is powerful and that's just been a huge part of my life, especially worship music. But I also have always wanted to write a book or books. And so those things seem possible to me now. Those really do seem possible. Like that's going to actually happen. It's going to happen. So I just invite you to think about what your lane is. And when you are presented with something that is not in your lane, something that, that does not align with your giftings, your skill set, your time availability, your health limitations, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. It's actually vital. It's actually vital that we learn to say no to the things that we are not called to or gifted for. So I hope that this brings just kind of a a sense of relief to you as you are looking at the things that you're involved in. If there are things that you dread and things that are not um, keeping you and your children alive or paying for if it's not providing finances for you and it's something you dread, that's probably um, an indication that it's not something you're called to do. And so as you release and say no to the things you're not called to, it frees up your time and your mental space and your finances for the things you're actually called to. So let's find our lane. Let's ask for wisdom if we need clarity in finding out what our lane is. You are welcome to jump into Held and Healed and we'll start a conversation about this. Um, I'll do that today. I will start a conversation in Held and Healed about what's your lane. So you can just go into Held and Healed and search lane and it should pop right up. And let's have this discussion together. And I will help you um, just work through the things that you're gifted in, the things that make you come alive, the things that you feel equipped for, the things that you know that you want to learn more about. And let's all walk in the fullness of what we were created for instead of getting distracted by things that we're not called to. This is meant to give peace and to bring life and joy into your life. So, Father, I lift up the dear ones who are listening today. And I pray that if they are just really at that place of barely keeping their head above water, that you would meet them in that place and you would help them to feel held. You would help them to feel surrounded and calm and peaceful in your arms. For those who are a little bit further on the journey, who are beginning to look ahead and, and allowing themselves to dream a little bit, I ask that you would make it very clear who and how they are to minister and what their lane is, what the purpose is and the plans that you created them for, what those things are, that they will walk in the fullness of that and not apologize for the things that they're not called to do. I pray that shame and the weight of um, guilt and responsibility that are not ours, that those things would fall off of us and that the things that you have actually created us for, we would step into. And the things that are a distraction and a hindrance from what you've created us for, that we would begin to set boundaries and say no. So I thank you for these dear ladies and I pray that they would feel held 
even as they are being healed in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. Please join us at Facebook at Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. And please check out heatherelizabeth.org for all of the different offerings that I currently have. Blessings to you. Thank you.